I would feel very helpless. However, it wasn't my fault. Oh, no. No, no, no. It was never my fault. I would get out of the hole, but it would take me forever to find my way out. In my chapter 2, time went on, and the hole was still there. This time, I pretended that I didn't see the hole. I pretended that I, that I did not see the addiction I had to alcohol. Despite my denial, I fell into the hole again. But not only can I not believe I am in the same place again, but it is not my fault. It still takes a long time to get out. In my chapter 3, more time goes on. Yep, there's the hole again. Life isn't getting any easier. So what do I need to do? I need a drink to escape. I have to escape from it all. So this time, yeah, I see the hole, but I fall in anyway. I start to see that I have formed a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am, and I get out immediately. Chapter 4, my chapter 4. Even more time goes by. My behavior does not change. There is that deep hole of addiction, and this time I walk around it. My chapter 5. I was about to lose everything. My family was about to leave, and I was about to lose my job. I had to face the hole, go into rehab, and start to rebuild my life. That was the day I walked down a different street. So what's the hole in your sidewalk? Maybe your hole is anger, depression, anxiety. Maybe your hole is eating, lying, or isolation. Maybe your hole is divorce, neglect, or rejection. And now those are the clothes that you wear. Someone looks at you the wrong way, you feel neglected. That's your hole. We all have a hole in our sidewalk. We all have a hole in which we fall into. Maybe you get lost in your unforgiveness or in your worry. All of these things will make you feel like there's no way out. It's the hole in your sidewalk. And it does what holes do best. It swallows you. It paralyzes you. Basically, you would say that it's insane to fall into the same hole over and over and over again. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting different results. But we all do that. I do that, you do that. Today, I want to blow the cover off our insane hidden ways I want to bring them into the light so that we can all start walking down a different street. In the book of Daniel, there is a king named Nebuchadnezzar. 
or if you're from Boston, it's Nebuchadnezzar, <laughs> which I may say that because I'm from Boston. Nebuchadnezzar had a hole in his sidewalk too. The hole he kept falling into was pride and self-reliance. Now, history records Nebuchadnezzar as a brutal, powerful, and ambitious king. So one day, Nebuchadnezzar woke up from a dream. He was so troubled by this dream that he needed to have this dream interpreted. So he called for Daniel, who was the chief of all his wise men. And here's how Daniel, I mean, I'm sorry, and here's how he explained the dream to Daniel. There before him stood a tree in the middle of the land. The tree was enormous, and it had plenty of fruit to feed every creature. The tree provided shelter for the animals, and the birds lived in its branches. Then Nebuchadnezzar said in the dream, he heard a loud voice say, cut down the tree, trim off all its branches, strip its leaves, and scatter its fruit. But leave the stump and its roots in the ground and change him from a man to an animal until seven times passed for him. Now, I don't know about you, but if I had that dream, I'd be pretty freaked out too. <laughs> so here's how Daniel interprets the dream to Nebuchadnezzar. He said to the king, listen, the tree you saw, that's you. You are the tree. However, God has issued a verdict against you. You will be driven away from people. You will live with the wild animals. You'll eat grass and be drenched with rain. Seven times will pass until you acknowledge that God is sovereign over all kingdoms. Daniel ends the interpretation by telling the king that the command to leave the stump and the roots in the ground means that your kingdom will be restored. You have to forsake your sin by doing what is right. So, will King Nebuchadnezzar honor God? Or is he going to fall into his hole that God is warning him so let's find out. My first point today is identifying the hole requires a breaking. So King Nebuchadnezzar did not see his hole. The hole that he kept falling into was pride and self-reliance. His hole of pride and self-reliance was so deep that it says in Daniel 4, verse 29, you guys 
want to turn to that as the main component. This is Daniel 4, verse 29. It says his hold, so his hold was so deep that it says in verse 29 that 12 months went by. 12 months. So despite the warning sign of the dream, nothing changed. Nebuchadnezzar did not see his hold of pride and self-reliance. In order for King Nebuchadnezzar to identify his hold, he had to become broken. In verse 32, it says, you will be driven away from people. You will live with the animals. You will eat grass like cattle. And this will happen for seven years. Can you imagine God's verdict on you for seven years? So these were the consequences he had. Nebuchadnezzar had these consequences because of the way that he lived. And by living in a self-reliant state, living like an animal for seven years is what needed to happen for him to identify his hold. During that seven years, his hold was executed and he was broken. Like King Nebuchadnezzar, I too had warning signs. I had many people in my life warn me that my drinking, my addiction to alcohol, was a hole I kept falling into. For years, I had made mistake after mistake due to that addiction. I remember one time at work, a bunch of my coworkers invited me to have some drinks with them after work. I, of course, said, yes, I will be there. I called my wife, told her my plan, but she was concerned. She was concerned that I would have too much to drink and would need her to come pick me up. Now, it was in the middle of winter, which meant if I got too drunk to drive, she would have to wake up my daughter who was 10 months old, bundle her up, and drive at night in the freezing cold. I promised her up and down that I would not allow that to happen. I promised her I would get myself home safe and sound, but I found myself just like Nebuchadnezzar. I, too, was filled with pride and self-reliance. I thought, I can do this. I can do this on my own. I don't care what anyone says. I can do this. So later that night, I stumbled out of the restaurant and got into my car. And once again, I fell into my hole. I had way too much to drink. I put the key in the ignition and started the car. As I put the car in reverse, I thought, 
I can't remember how to get home. So I put the car back in park, and I called my wife to come pick me up. Once again, hole executed. Now, unfortunately for me, it took about 14 more years of living in a state of insanity. Now, remember, I told you the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, falling into the same hole over and over again. It wasn't until I was faced with the ultimatum of my wife and daughter leaving unless I got help. That's what it took to fully break me and start identifying the hole in my life. So why did I have to go through this loss of sanity? Why did Nebuchadnezzar have to go through this loss of sanity? What about you? Will hearing this sermon, will hearing me talk about Nebuchadnezzar be enough for you to see that God is warning you about a hole that you keep falling into? Don't wait for the ultimatum like I did. Don't wait for your loved ones to pack their bags. Don't wait for you to lose your job. Don't wait until the day you look around and you see that you have nothing and no one. Number two, changing our reaction involves following through. So if we look at verse 34, same thing, Daniel 4, 34, I want to point out four things that happened to Nebuchadnezzar. Number one, it says he raised his eyes towards heaven. Number two, it says he praised the Most High. Number three, it says he honored. And number four, he glorified God who lives forever. See, so for King Nebuchadnezzar, this is where we see a transition for him. Did you see how he changed his reaction towards God? Do you see the actions he performed in this verse? He sees who God is and does the right things for God. Again, he raised his eyes. He praised the Most High. He honored and glorified God. But like everything else, how do we know this is real? How do we know what Nebuchadnezzar did was real? Because we know that his hole is pride and self-reliance, which means he always depended on himself. So is this change real? But Nebuchadnezzar does a great extreme. And what I mean by that is, is he trades himself for God. He thought that he had all the power. 
he thought that he could rely on himself to do everything and not God. So by changing his reaction, by raising his eyes, praising the Most High, honoring and glorifying God, God returned his sanity. And once God did that, Nebuchadnezzar is turning to God with a sense of dependence on God. Not himself, but dependence on God. So it tells me that this is real because this is something he never did before. He turned to God and praised him as the supreme, infinite, eternal God. So I made a promise to everyone in my life, including myself, that I would never fall into my hole of addiction again. I realized at that point I had hit rock bottom. And the only way out of this is God. I too had to change my reaction by following through on my promise. Like Nebuchadnezzar, I had to change my response even when things got difficult. See, in life, the difficulties, they don't change. Our response needs to change. I look back and realize that I never allowed God to pull me out of my hole. I didn't praise him. I didn't worship him. I didn't honor him. I also had to do something that I never did before. I had to use spiritual tools to help me change my reaction. See, I'm a very visual person, so I imagine in my head this toolbox. And in that toolbox are the spiritual tools that are filled tools that I can use, okay? Let me give you some examples of the tools that are in my toolbox. The first one is prayer. I started praying to God to give me the strength to walk down a different street and avoid my hole altogether. Another tool I use is community with others. The spiritual tool of accountability to others helps me look inside myself. If I don't use that accountability, if I don't rely on other people, I'm not digging deep down inside. God commands us to be with other people, to have community with others so that we can dig deep inside. The third tool I use is praise. I had to learn how to make God big and me small. So I use these tools and many others so I could follow through on my promises. So what about you? 
Are you changing your reaction so that you can follow through on your promises? Are you taking the necessary action to follow through? Are you using spiritual tools? Do you have a spiritual toolbox? Number three, staying out of the hole and becoming sane requires you to imagine a different future by trusting God totally. So in order to do this, we have to exhibit a total mindset. So let's look at scripture again and see how Nebuchadnezzar had a total mind change. So in verse 30, he said, Is not this the great Babylon I have built? Compared to verse 34, where he says, His kingdom endures from generation to generation. See, his mindset changes from self-reliance to God's kingdom. He knows that God has a future for him. He knows that God has a purpose and a path for him. Nebuchadnezzar now sees that the kingdom he had built was temporary. He now sees that God's kingdom is everlasting. And in that everlasting kingdom, it means God can do anything. In order to stay out of his hole of pride and self-reliance, Nebuchadnezzar had to imagine a different future. A future that can only come from fully trusting God and allowing God to do something new. I had to do the same thing with my drinking. I had to imagine a different future for my life. See, I spent so many years drinking that my mind always went back to what I knew how to do the most, and that was drinking. So I could never imagine what my life would be like without that addiction to alcohol. When I first got into my rehab program, I thought, this is impossible. This is, this is incredible. I can't do this. And my first couple of days, they weren't good. I was very discouraged. I, I, di I didn't know how I was going to get through it. But I immediately had to stop and, again, do something that I never did before. Put God in the middle of my recovery. I knew that I had to stay away from that hole, come out of my insanity, imagine a different future, but the only way to do that was with God. So I'd like to play a video of a song called Imagine Me. 
Now, in that video, you're going to see people that are very broken. You're going to see people that feel there's just no way out. You're going to see people that are very devastated. The people in this video, they can't imagine a good life for themselves. So you may be sitting here thinking the same thing about yourself. You may be sitting here realizing that you also have eliminated God from your life. When you make self the focus, it doesn't accomplish anything. I'm here to tell you that when you make self the focus, it's just a wasted life. So let's watch the video and watch what God does by faith. Someone like me yes. Finally I can't Imagine me 
dedicated to people like me. Those that struggle with insecurities, acceptance, and even self-esteem. You never felt good enough. You never felt pretty enough. But imagine God whispering in your ear, letting you know that everything that has happened is now. Imagine me, God whispering in your ear, every mistake is gone. So if you see yourself in this video, I want you to bow your heads and listen to the words that I'm going to say. God can help you get through this. Proclaim God, not yourself. It is not too late. Be like Nebuchadnezzar and gain understanding. If you are confused, God wants to give you understanding. God sees things different. Have you turned towards God? In closing, I want to just end in prayer. Dear Jesus, for too long I have kept you out of my life. I know that I am a sinner and that I cannot save myself. No longer will I close the door when I hear you knocking. By faith, I gratefully receive your gift of salvation. I am ready to trust you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming to earth. I believe you are the Son of God who died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead on the third day. Thank you 
for bearing my sins and giving me the gift of eternal life. I believe your words are true. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and be my Savior. Amen. Thank you.